This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. Max Christofferson, good morning. Good morning, Mr. Bunting. Welcome back to the show, and I'm sorry we couldn't talk last week because there was a whole bunch of technical stuff going on, but it's a beautiful day here in Hamilton, absolutely lovely, lovely day. Online voting. Online voting is generating a bit of talk at the moment. I've been following some of the discussions about it, Mark, and uh, I think one of the things that, that comes out of this one is what's in it for the voters? And I'll I, I hand that one over to you at the moment and just say, look, Councillor Bunting, uh, this may or may not impact uh, on uh, future voting because there seems to be some dispute and debate about it. But give me the insider's view. What are councillors thinking about online voting? Well, let me put a waiver here, first of all, and say, look, I'm doing the show as Mark Bunting's sort of individual um, uh, ratepayer of Hamilton. Um, You know, and I do happen to be a city councillor, so I'm not speaking as a city councillor or representing the city council in any view. But um, having sat on the Well Trust for many, many years, we tried online voting. Um, for the last, I think, one or maybe two elections I was involved in. It was great. It was absolutely fantastic. It um, it was a combination of the two. So you had the online voting, so you had your little number that you could register and you'd, you'd vote, and it was very, very simple. Or you could still go with the old postal way. So it didn't cost any more to run. And it was absolutely, as a voter, it was absolutely flipping fantastic. Did nothing for the vote count whatsoever, surprisingly enough. Interesting. Look, let me give you a take on it. This one might not be terribly popular because I'm going to be a bit of a naysayer, but I'm I'm very good at doing that. So I'm going to do it, I'm going to <laughs> do it one more time. Max, a naysayer? <laughs> cool, Kelsey Go on. Okay, so, so let me go down the naysayer track. Look, if you're going to do online voting, there's been a PR spin and some delivery of the benefits uh, that come from online voting. And once again, they're all a bit misconstrued in positions being something they're not. And this is where it comes down to. Councils now use the word engagement. Mm-hmm. It is the public relations word of the moment. Mm-hmm. It used to be that there was database management and strategic planning, and now it's engagement. Now, the point I want to make here is that people don't engage with councils when they vote. They engage with councils when they know councils give a damn. And you could get a high voter turnout and a postal vote if voters actually believed that councils had their best interests at heart. But I think what we're all seeing now, particularly through the uh, 10-year plans and also the the general angst across the country with councils, Auckland has it, Levin has it, it's everywhere, is that people feel that councils have got out of touch with them, that they no longer listen, that councils are driving their own agendas and ratepayers are simply the bank that funds these agendas. So when I hear communications managers at councils talk about how they wish to engage with the community through online voting, I say crock, C-R-O-C-K, because it doesn't matter how you vote. It matters how you actually deal with the ratepayer body. And that means that voting really comes whether it's online or whether it's in paper. So there's my notes there. What do you think? Well, two different things. I think there's engagement and there's voting. Um, And, you know, during... During the frustration of any election is we get about 30% of people vote, 100% of people seem to moan, uh, which is one of my biggest bugbears with our electoral system. Um, I'll do anything, 
anything at all. Look, I'll, I'll let people come in and stamp their foot on the ground on the right square if it means that they can uh, they can vote. Because it just seems to me that the, what we've got at the moment is archaic and it's too hard to vote. So what happens is you get your papers and you, there's all the, you know, the little, um, what do you call it, the bollocks booklets, if you like, um, with, you know, all the spin and all the, you know, the wonderful promises made by all the candidates uh, in there, uh, you know, including James Casson's Google Maori and all sorts of stuff. And you lose it. You just put it under your, under your brochures for your warehouse and your mitre tens and it just disappears. Then, but this is the tough bit, Max, then, you know, you might tick it out and you might be diligent and that sort of stuff. Then you've got to find a post box. When did you last post anything? That's the thing. Really, really hard. And until, this is a bit of a tangent, until New Zealand Post actually start collecting your mail to, to be delivered from your letterbox, New Zealand Post is, uh, is, is screwed, I reckon. I, I totally agree with that. And and uh, it was one of the things I didn't realise happened in America is the posties actually pick up the mail from the yeah, box as well cool. as deliver it. That's what the way flags Ma- for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, amazing service. Yeah. Now, the thing I want to make here too is the second point because I, I think the engagement issue that is coming on as part of the marketing spin of councils and various other institutions uh, right now is my view is this whole thing about online voting, particularly in Hamilton, has been driven by a particular candidate who shall remain nameless for now, but they have a very high social media profile. Yeah, yeah, and as yeah, a result of yeah. that social media profile, the reason why this particular council member is advocating for online voting is because they believe they're going to be able to leverage their social media profile right. into votes. Yeah, now, I think yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a second thing that comes with that, and that is that I still come back to the point that people vote on name recognition. It doesn't matter whether it's online or whether it's on paper. Agreed. They're just going to go yeah. through the same process, and opening it up to online voting just simply means that you're playing into the, the role of social media being the determiner of who's on council, because people know or feel they know councillors because of their Facebook profile. So for me, I think there's a cautionary tale here that says that the people that are very active in their social media profile and are very articulate in the way they use that particular style of branding are going to be the ones that actually benefit from online voting. And I think that could be quite dangerous. Yeah, but is that... Okay, I take your, I take your cynicism on board and, and tend to agree, uh, which is, you know, one of the reasons I'm uh, polling for uh, online voting, and I'll be honest with you, um, you know, I have a reasonably high profile, which has served me well in the past. Fortunately, I, my, I think my heart's in the right place. I'm not just doing it for, for kicks. But being present online, here's, the, here's, here's the, the other point on that. Being present online is actually very, very important. If you want to, dare I say it, Max, engage. <laughs> with the community it's a great place to have those conversations so it's kind of yes i agree it's a great spot to um to to garner your online presence for your own personal promotion but it's also a really good place to listen if you want to use it right the trouble is the forums i think are wrong facebook for example is a horrible forum to communicate with the public because it's just an echo chamber Uh, you know what i mean by that well said, and uh, I, I endorse that view entirely. In fact, two or three weeks back, I gave up Facebook once again. The yep. echo chamber just got too loud, and the uh, the junk to valid and, and uh, valuable information uh, ratio just got completely out of hand. So yeah. I no longer use Facebook, and oh. I'm really quite happy to be out of it. There is some irony, actually, in you and I uh, bagging Facebook, because that's actually how you and I first engaged. 
You remember? <laughs> and oh, that was a fiery exchange. But you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, there's been a few things happen in council recently. Um, and as a Hamilton City Councillor, I've been, um, you know, people, Pete, you watch it, it just layers upon itself. It's horrible. You know, the next thing, you are vilified because of something, something someone said three threads ago. And you think, hang on, if I don't get in here and stop this, this is going to go nuts. So it is yeah, a dangerous I- place. Yes, it is, and we've seen that happen. Look, here's an unrelated point. I want to put it out for people to consider, too, and you can read more about this in the Waikato Times this Saturday. Uh, in the column, uh, in the first section, uh, under my name, and what I'm raising is a particular uh, very quick question on that issue is, how many terms is enough for council? Now, I want to put that out as a, a formal question, as it were, because what we're also seeing now is councillors who are going for their fourth term, I think, for some of them, and maybe even fifth for some of them. Mm. And I'm looking at it now and thinking, you know what? I really want to see a range of different people, different voices, and I'm kind of tired of hearing the same voices saying many of the same things, not the least of which is, and Councillor Bunting, you're excluded from this, and I think this is actually a key point, that what we're seeing is some of the councillors that were involved in the previous administration blaming the previous administration for the problems the city now faces. They're now presenting themselves as a solution for those particular problems, mm-hmm. and the new councillors, yourself and Jeff uh, and others, must be looking around thinking, well, you guys made these decisions. You've been here for years. <laughs> yeah. How on earth did you make these decisions? And now I think you're going to fix the problems you created. Yeah, and, and so, again, again, I've got to watch my conflict, but but um, I, I, I'm not inclined to disagree with you. Um, although, having said that, now there's a 10-year plan in place. It's on us. Now it's on us. You know, now it's uh, it's all but rubber-stamped. It's on this council now because the decisions that we've made as a group are what we've decided the direction of the city should be. Now it's on us. There's no, there's no blame in the previous council now. Done it all. That's, uh, time has passed. Well, I, I think in part there is, uh, there is an out clause. And part of that out clause, I think, is that the money means you can do or not do yeah. whatever council is going to do for the city. Yeah. Now, you've been hamstrung by that. Yeah. But I, I come back to the question that maybe question of the day is, how many terms is enough before you start seeing career politicians just basically being career politicians? Yeah. I would like to see, for example, more membership from people from Norton, from Frankton, from mm. all sorts of walks of life of the city that often don't get there. And if you look at what happens both at regional council and city council, Ross Rington is there, Bob Simcock is there, various mm. names turn up and they always keep turning up. And I really like to see them all removed because they've had their time and they need to move on. And that, to me, is one of the things that Hamilton has been constrained by, is the same voices saying the same thing. You know what, Max? I think we should make this an entire an entire piece next week, actually. Let's do that. And, and I'm presuming from your subtle hints that there may just be a column on this coming up in the White Coat of Times. <laughs> now, what I promote my column <laughs> on this radio station, Mark, no, it's just uh, this, this weekend's column, this yeah, column is, is, is 21 questions. 21 right. Hamilton questions, and one of them is, how many terms is enough? So that's all it's about. But, yeah, I'm happy to discuss that one further. And yeah, uh, I'd be really interested to see if we can use Facebook uh, for Free FM Let's and get that. some comments mm. about that in terms of how many terms is enough. Are we just simply creating a platform for career politicians who couldn't get a job outside of council work? Max and that, for me, is a big one. We will look forward to uh, carrying on this conversation next week. It's always a pleasure. It is uh, good on, good on you, mate. It is now uh, seven fifty four on Free FM. It's the free breakfast. For more episodes of this community access radio show, please visit freefm.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand on air for making this podcast possible by funding the Access Internet Radio Project.